Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. At what age, Lucky, do you think uh, we stop worrying about what other people think? <laughs> Never. You're asking this now? Yeah. Have you looked around at what's going on and people complaining about other people are thinking well, and you know delving what? into other people's business? Because and... you're not there yet. Right. I think that's the case. I think you still worry about what other people are doing and thinking. Whereas right. I've lost interest in everybody. <laughs> I don't care about your opinions. I don't care about your thoughts. I'm interested in me. Right. Um, 46 okay. is when we stop worrying maybe about what people think of us, okay. judging us. You know, you go out of your way to please when you're younger. Yeah. You know, you, your parents want you to do certain things. You do it to make them happy. You, you appease other family members or friends. You do things you not necessarily want to, but you. at some point you go, no, I'm not doing that. That's not my thing. It's interesting. I guess it kind of depends on what you do as well. Like, you know, in this business and what we do, right? Anytime you say something, you're basically offending half the people out there anyway, or at least it seems that way. And you're you're kind of going for, you know, those kind of numbers. You're not going to please everybody with either the music you play or what you say. I don't want to please anybody. You know, if you work in customer service, mm. you know, you're really like... You got people complaining to you all day long. Yep. And you probably stop caring what they think at some point about you, and you just got to go ahead and do your job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've often said that uh, I am much more comfortable in my skin as an older dude than I was when I was 25. Now, is that because you care less or your skin gets thicker? It's thicker, and it's got a lot of rashes and odd bumps <laughs> on it. <laughs> A lot of scratching. Mm. Um, no, you know, you just get to a stage in your life where you're like, this is who I am. Take it or don't. You know, yeah. you want when you're younger, you want to be loved by everybody. When you're in school, you want to be in the cool groups. You want to when you start working, you want to be accepted. You want to hang with the perceived movers and shakers within whatever business you're in. I think your relationship status might have something to do with it, too. If you're if you're established in a relationship, be it a marriage or, mm. or otherwise, then you know perhaps you're you're comfortable in mm. in more comfortable in your own life and lifestyle. Whereas if you're not, you're single and you still are trying to impress. Mm. Uh, perhaps you're you're worried more about it. You know, I went through a, a phase when I worked uh, at, a, at a station where I was definitely never a part of the cool group. You know, people would come and go. This radio station really prided itself on its hipness and coolness and right. i was anything but <laughs> and when i was a younger man it bothered me sometimes i'm like everybody seemed to have the right fashion said the right things traveled and went to the right bars and hung with the right people and i just never was you know i was <laughs> wearing the wrong clothes or going to the wrong <laughs> restaurants certainly listening to the wrong music <laughs> you know that bothered me a lot when i was a younger guy i could care less now <laughs> I, like literally in this building I could care less if I'm the least coolest of everybody. Right. I don't, I don't want it. You can have it. I've got food at home and a television to watch. So you just I think you just get more comfortable as you age. Anyhow, uh, we finally feel okay about our appearance in our mid-30s uh, for men a little younger than women. The average person feels settled in and okay about their relationship at around 37. We don't truly feel good about our career until we hit 40. Still waiting? <laughs> Just hang in there until you <laughs> threw that in. In general, we feel comfortable on our own skin at age 42. Okay. 
And we don't feel like we can really speak our mind until we're into our early to mid-40s, for men 40, for women 45. And we finally start to relax about finances at age 15. (laughs) Again, funny. Still waiting. I'm actually going into full panic (laughs) at this stage. Let's go way back to 1991. Do you remember when Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts were engaged? Julia ran through a... I remember they were together. I don't remember being engaged, but... They broke up on the day they were going to get married. Oh, really? And supposedly at the time, I guess the paparazzi caught Kiefer moving out of the home they shared together on that day. Wow. Where was Julia that day? Having lunch with Jason Patrick. Remember Jason Patrick? Then she flew to Ireland with him. All right. The problem is Jason and Kiefer had been best friends since they did the 1987 horror flick Lost Boys. Yeah. So Kiefer admitted it was a difficult time. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. (laughs) And they have never talked about it publicly until now. They were on a podcast together called Inside of You. That's an odd title for that. <laughs> Very odd title for it. Uh, they have since reconnected. They didn't speak for 20 years, but they did a Broadway show together, and they are once again uh, on speaking terms and actually quite friendly. Huh. Kiefer says, look, at what are you going to do? You fall in love, you fall in love. There's nothing you can do about that. She's an extraordinary person, and he is too, and timing is what it is, and everybody moves on from that. And so they got together and kind of, I guess, uh, they said when he first bumped into each other, it was a little odd. They had a few words. Couple of laughs. They had a toast, and after that, they were they were fine. And everybody's hmm. moved on with their lives, and everybody's happy. Yeah, I think twenty years is probably enough time. Is it? <laughs> can you? I don't know. Can leaving, you honestly, leaving at the altar is one heck of a. Like if you were, and you know, being engaged is a whole other level. Yeah. But even if you were dating somebody as a young guy, say you're eighteen, girlfriend, and right. she ends up messing around with your best friend. Right. Years later, can you ever really get past that? Uh, I don't know. I guess if you've moved on in your life and you're happy like, right. with where you are, Just then... Don't have, her, have them around your wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there might, might, might be some boundaries <laughs> to put up there. <laughs> sure, we can be friends. You're just never coming over for dinner. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like the engaged level. <laughs> the breaking up a marriage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. Now, speaking of boundaries, got to have them in the home as well. So many parents at some point in time have been caught in the loving by their kids. It happens. And uh, Mario Lopez shares a story where him and his wife, Courtney, had to deal with that recently. Their daughter caught them. Mario says he was like lightning getting the covers over them. But after the loving, Mario and Courtney went looking for her, and it took them like an hour to find her. (laughs) I'm sure they'd probably live in a pretty big house, too. True, yes. My shock in this story is that they went back to the loving. Yeah. Like, we've been caught. Finished up. That's buzzkill. It's... Go, go find him. No you're, no, you're not doing that now. It's over for you. I told you we shouldn't have done this. That's We're you. never doing this again. That's right. That's right. Well, to get caught in the loving, you have to have love. Right. Anyhow, uh, he says they did as all parents do. They talked to her about sex and love and what parents do. And he says he says he was hoping that uh, his kids would learn about all this stuff at school and on their phones. Right. And which is so many parents probably wish they had uh, didn't have to go through that conversation, but <laughs> it's true that they continued on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that is. I, I I got thrown clear like 
like a car wreck. <laughs> I ended up on the floor backwards. Well, a new study wanted to see if there was a connection between drugs and kinky sex. Okay. And you're not going to believe this. Shocking, there is. Okay. We found out that people who are more into illegal drugs are also more likely to do non-traditional sexual activities. Right. Like the butter churner and the human wheelbarrow. <laughs> Pardon <on. laughs> me? The butter churner. You never heard of it? <laughs> I'll show you later. No, thanks. The wheelbarrow's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> Suggest that to Adrian. <laughs> we'll stick with margarine. <laughs> You grab her leg. Uh, never mind. Um, so, uh, yeah, people are into things like BDSNM and uh, having one-night stands. So you like the illegal drugs. You like the how, how, hi, how are you? <laughs> or you're too hopped up to know. Mm. <laughs> did we just do the... What the hell did we do last Is night? Is that the butter churner? <laughs> <laughs> my legs hurt. <laughs> I I took my Can leg. I Google this at work now? I wouldn't, I wouldn't Google the butter churner. <laughs> Uh, so the study revisited the well-worn phrase of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it had proven that both recreational drug use and non-traditional sexual activities are linked and have become the norm. How did rock and roll get all lumped into this? Well, everybody in the study had attended a music festival somewhere between <laughs> 2016 and 2019. <laughs> so there you go. Right. So You're you pop a few E, <laughs> and then you got your churning butter with some guy named Sanchez, and a trombone comes out. What the hell? You're doing gardening with the wheelbarrow. Uh, this is a terrific story. It, it really is like a uh, real-life version of some 80s sitcom. There's a 19-year-old, and she recently moved after she found a place online that was just 350 bucks a month for a two-bedroom. <laughs> now, obviously, it's not in Manhattan. <laughs> oh, really? No. So she thought, well, how bad could it be? And she rented it uh, sight unseen and moved. After she moved in, she realized she had rented a room in a retirement home. Now, remember, she's just 19. <laughs> a week later, she saw the sign reading Senior Citizens Apartments, and she says, I realized I accidentally moved into a retirement village. But she says she loves it. She started making friends with the neighbors, and she says, I've never had so many home-cooked meals in my life. <laughs> She's so popular. Oh, they love her. She can drive. Yeah, that she can see. She can hear. Oh, yeah, they, she can mix drinks for them. There could be a lot of people saying, well, where do you find any retirement residents mm. for three fifty a month? Oh, because sure, this is deep south somewhere. you got seniors moving into, like, holiday inns now because uh, it's cheaper than going to a retirement yeah. home. Yeah, my um, my best friend uh, growing up, his mom is at that stage of her life now where she's thinking about uh, giving up her home and moving into a place. But she she's lived a pretty polished life, so she's not going to step down to anything you know, mm. less than what she wants. And she's looking at a place that might as well be the Royal York of retirement homes. Yeah. But her concern is, and I understand, she's in pretty good shape still. She could live some time. She goes, I don't have all the money in the world. And what what might happen is if you live longer than your expenses or longer than your investments hold up, right. once you're out of money, you're curbside. Yep. You know, yeah. so it, it can be a, a real concern. Well, or you're back to uh, to living a different lifestyle yeah. in, in, yeah. in one of those homes. And yes, it, it can really eat through it. It's a big concern mm -hmm. for so many seniors is that, 
you know, you've, you've worked so hard to save up this nest egg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some want to pass some of it along and not necessarily spend it mm-hmm. all. And when you're talking, you know, some of them are like two, three grand a month. Yeah, well, yeah, I was thinking, you know, uh, certainly the people who save that nest egg are concerned about that. And also those with their name on the inheritance right, yes. are very concerned about that. <laughs> so, listen, Ma, Dad, the I Motel know, 6 is looking better and better. Let me show you the cloverleaf. It's, <laughs> right. it's lovely view of the 401. Um, so, yeah, so she's in and she's loving it. And uh, she has now started uh, documenting her whole sitcom life on TikTok. So she'll probably make a fortune off of this. But I would say, why not? (laughs) I I am surprised that the retirement village themselves actually let her in. Right. But they did, and she's in, and she's got her own two-bedroom apartment for 350 bucks a month. Like I said, it probably is deep in the south of America somewhere, you would think. But uh, she's enjoying meals. You know, listen, they could probably hire her and give her the apartment for free. Mm. Clean the pool, cut the grass. (laughs) Tend to the garden, (laughs) mix the cocktails for the afternoon drinks. So there's all sorts of talk now, uh, you know, and there has been for uh, for decades about living on other planets and and, uh, populating other planets. And I've always been on the side of, you know, let's save this little bubble we're on right now. Can we work on that instead of (laughs) packing our bags? In the midst of a global pandemic. Yeah, we should probably focus on this one a bit. I mean, I know it's got a lot of problems, but it's really, we're kind of set up here. Right. It's a pretty good situation Uh we got. Anyhow, one of the problems they've realized about uh, moving people to another planet is uh, space sex might be a problem, especially for men. They say it could be harder to perform because of that weightless environment. Which weighs up. That's right. It's not me, babe. It's the gravity. (laughs) Although, without gravity pulling you down, you Mm. would think it'd be easier to get up. They say uh, at least one of the two people might have to be tethered down. Oh. For those of us who are into the bondage, (laughs) might be a perfect situation. Babe, we got no choice. Get the handcuffs. We got no choice. You're going to float away. Everyone's going 50 shades on Mars. (laughs) That's right. You're just constantly chasing your mate around, trying to catch him. (laughs) So that seems to be a problem. And I guess this Mars helicopter was supposed to have its fourth flight yesterday and go faster than before. But a software issue, it's always the software. That's what right. the engineers will always tell you. Yes. Software. Yeah. Who's going to argue? It's a reboot. Yeah. Updates. It updates. It's updating right now. with the updates. Yeah, you don't want to be on that Mars helicopter when you hit a button and that update. Thing. <laughs> no, no, not now. Don't do an update. Anyhow, they're planning to try again this morning if they can uh, fix this software issue. You know, there's lots of parts of this planet that you can still go to and be away from anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, like that we haven't inhabited the Arctic. Because it's basically what it's like when you're going to Mars anyway. It looks like, even my son, when he sends us photos from Nunavut, right, it yeah. looks like Mars up there. <laughs> and there's some space. Like, if you want to get away, yeah. you, you can get away. I won't move to, like, Bowmanville. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm not sure about the running water situation. Do they have hydro? I, like, listen, I can't. You know, I can't have uh, a septic system. Hell, with I, my guts? Are you kidding me? I don't think we could get you from Oshawa <laughs> to Curtis. It'd be tough. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if there's enough honey wagons out there for that septic problem. <laughs> like, I need pipes. Yeah, yeah. I listen. You know, as a young man. I had zero interest really in travel and certainly zero interest in going to Europe. And I, probably because of the fact that I just realized I could never afford it. Mm-hmm. So why dream about it? 
And the same thing is for me now when they talk about travel to these other planets and you hear, well, you can get to Mars for $5.5 billion. You know, I'm like, well, I'm never going. You know, I can barely afford to get to Miami Beach. Right. So, but but you change and things come down in price as years go on. I mean, I would love now to see all of Europe. If there's any travel in my future, I'd want it to be all Europe. So maybe one day I might be like, that Mars thing seems kind of cool. <laughs> But right now, no, I got I got zero interest. Yeah, I can see. You'll be like, oh, you know, there's a flight to Mars next week, but mm. married with children's in reruns. <laughs> and do they all choose that? They best have Wi-Fi up there because right. I'm, not, I'm not going. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.